Welcome to a special show for World Radio Day. Hello, I'm Mark Montgomery here at Radio Canada International, and on this special World Radio Day, we are joined by several other international broadcasters. We have in Radio Poland, we have Julian Horodyski. Hello, Julian. Hello, Mark. And from Swiss Info, we have Joe Fay. Hello, Joe. Hello there. Radio Romania, we have Kalin Kotsoyu. Hi, guys. And in Radio Prague, we have Daniela Lazarova. Hello, Daniela. Hello, everyone. Okay, we're going to try to boost the sound a little bit on Daniela. On this special World Radio Day, this is a day that has been proclaimed in 2011 by UNESCO, and it's um, Celebrate Radio and as a powerful medium for celebrating humanity and its diversity. And radio, of course, is a medium which is a, one of the probably the most accessible mediums uh, that exist in broadcasting uh, messages out to the world and so on. And, of course, on this uh, anniversary day, uh, proclaimed by UNESCO, we're going to be talking about diversity, because that is the theme that UNESCO has decided for this day. But before we talk about diversity and how we're dealing with it or uh, trying to promote it, I'd like to get a little sense for everybody who's listening to us around the world, a little bit about your service. And, and Julian Horodyski, we're going to start with you. Just tell us a little bit about Radio Poland, the services that you have and, uh, and so on. Okay, well, we have an interesting mingle of um, uh, mediums here, not only radio in a traditional sense, but also podcasts and a, an, extensive, um, an extensive digital um, service as well. Do you, do you broadcast in more than one language then? We as Radio Poland, no. But Radio Poland has four other services in Russian, in Belarusian, in Ukrainian, and oh, I just went blank on <laughs> in <laughs> German. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, let's hear about Swiss Info now. I think Swiss Info, like Radio Canada International, went entirely digital. We used to be shortwave services in 2012. Radio Canada International went entirely online and digital. And just to let you know, we broadcast in five languages. English, French, Spanish, Mandarin, and Arabic. Well, that's, that's pretty much our service at Radio Canada International. Of course, there is the two domestic services, Radio Canada, which broadcasts in French across the nation, and CBC, which broadcasts in English across the nation. And we have several uh, services as well in First Nations indigenous languages. Joe, what about Swiss Info? Tell me a little bit about them. Well, um, we had a very long history as Swiss Radio International, actually. Um, in 2004, we became a purely uh, online service. We're now a website in 10 languages, and we're the international service of the Swiss Broadcasting Corporation, which means um, we have a website in English, German, French, Italian, uh, and then we have uh, six uh, smaller languages. That means we have a, a little bit fewer journalists working for those languages, which are Russian, Arabic, Portuguese, Spanish, Japanese, and Chinese. Okay. And uh, from Radio Romania, we have Kalin Kotsoyu. How are you, Kalin? I'm pretty good, thank you. Well, I can't speak for the entire, I mean, for the entire of Radio Romania, but speaking for Radio Romania International, we have basically 12 services, one of which is Romanian, aimed at uh, Romanians abroad. I mean, maybe like 10% of the population is basically working abroad and living there. So we have English, 
French, German, Italian, Spanish, Russian, mm. Arabic, Chinese, and Aromanian, which is a dialect or another language, but it's closely related to Romanian. And um, we have a website, a unified website for all the languages. And right now we have added a Hebrew service. And a lot of our colleagues are bilingual. And this is pretty much our badge of honor. Okay, very good. Daniela Lazarova in Radio Prague. Tell me a little bit about that service. Well, our international service goes back to 1936, so we're turning 84 this year. Radio Prague International now broadcasts in six languages, English, German, French, Spanish, Russian, and also in Czech for expats abroad. Of course, our main audience is abroad, but with the arrival of the internet, we we have also been able to serve the Anglo-American community here in Prague. Um, As many other shortwave stations, we had to end shortwave broadcasts in 2011 for financial reasons. Uh, We now broadcast via satellite. Uh, We do have a number of shortwave rebroadcasters, but of course people uh, also tend to follow us these days on the web uh, where all our programs are in text and audio so they can listen at their convenience. Uh, We're on Facebook and Twitter because there are certain different groups of the population whom you now cannot reach simply, you know, they don't go to your web page so you have to be on Facebook on Twitter podcasts you have to do all that these days I think that's probably the case for all of us we have uh, Facebook and so on Twitter pages and connect through the uh, the audience that way I know that on our website in English uh, here at Radio Canada International our audience is roughly half domestic and half abroad or overseas as the case may be now the question is World Radio Day UNESCO theme this year diversity how would you describe your audiences, perhaps, as, as in terms of trying to serve a diverse audience? Um, Julian? I think it's trying, really trying to tackle the main problem uh, which uh, radio is facing these days, which is uh, the terrible decline in the young audience. Generation, uh, the millennials or the Generation Z, I think has altogether abandoned radio. They mainly um, entertain themselves um, in on-demand services, digital services. So what we do now is really sort of reinvent ourselves from the radio in in a very traditional sense to do more podcasts, to... uh, engage in um, various activities mm-hmm. <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook so we could um, reach uh, young audiences as well. I, I saw. Well, Joe, what about Swiss Info now? Again, if you're trying to reach a diverse audience, uh, how do you accomplish that in terms of, you know, they might be uh, ethnic, they might be linguistic, they might be religious, they might be uh, male-female kind of thing. What, what do you think? Yeah, well... Um Firstly, the Swiss Broadcasting Corporation has um, four different parts to it, plus the international service, which I work for. Um, they serve the, three, the four national languages, one of which is a minority language, Romansh. But here at SwissInfo, um, we've taken a lot of steps recently to try and um, have inclusive language in the articles that we write. Last year, we introduced guidelines, for example, on using gender-neutral terms, um, And we also introduced uh, guidelines in how we write and in how we address comments that come from users on our website or on our social media platforms to make sure that uh, discriminatory 
comments or, or words or offensive language aren't allowed on any of our platforms, whether that's something that we've written or something that users are writing into us. And um, gender equality as one aspect of diversity, that's something that's become really important in Switzerland uh, in a very big way over the past year. And we've tried to reflect that at the Swiss Broadcasting Corporation as well. Um, we went through uh, quite a big process last year where we had focus groups, uh, we had surveys for employees, and um, at the end of last year, we started up a diversity board, which I'm a member of. I represent Swiss Info there. And it's now our task to try and write a chapter for the whole Swiss Broadcasting Corporation strategy to make it really a strategic priority for us to be addressing gender equality and diversity as a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Kalin Kotsoyo in Radio Romania. Tell me a little bit about that situation. Um. <clears throat> I, I couldn't be that detailed, but um, as my colleague, <laughs> who was very, very explicit. However, um, I forgot to mention the fact that we broadcast mainly on shortwave and DRM, but also on our website, and we do are present on the main uh, digital, uh, sorry, social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of I, what I can tell you from personal experience looking at letters and uh, reception reports from listeners is that we actually haven't completely lost the younger generation. I mean, um, we get reception reports from Japan, from 24-year-olds. Not many, it's true, but we do reach them. Um, And I think we have basically, even though we target broadcasts on shortwave to most parts of the world, we actually do get a lot of feedback from parts we don't specifically cover. And what I can tell you is that we do have a great variety of, it's true that we don't seem to have as many female listeners as would probably be, you know, uh, reflect reality. But I got to say, the, the um, it's actually... The image is looking better. Uh, Julian was very pessimistic about uh, the young generation and the variety of listeners that radio has. But based on our feedback, I think that I can be more optimistic. And um, that is pretty much what I can say about it. Okay, well, let's go to Daniela in Radio Prague. How about uh, treating diversity on your station? Well, of course, our mission is to inform listeners about life in the Czech Republic. So we're talking about the Czech Republic to uh, foreign listeners all around the world, a very, very diverse audience. We give them a bit of everything, um, you know, history, culture and so on. But there are certain issues uh, that are important in reflecting diversity, particularly for this country, because the communist regime for four decades suppressed multiculturalism. So we talk a lot about... Uh, Czech's attitude to foreigners. Um, we now have a series giving uh, a voice to uh, foreign minorities. We talk about the Roma minority. We talk about foreigners living here in the Czech Republic, um, how they see life here, um, you know, w- what what their life is like and, and whether they face discrimination and so on. We're starting a, a series on uh, women on the 29th, which is 100 years since Czech women uh, got the right to vote. So we'll be talking about why Czech women still have 20% lower salaries than men, why there are not so many women in politics, science and research, 
why the Me Too uh, campaign is not resonating in the Czech Republic and, and things like that. We talk about seniors uh, in Czech society and so on, and we find that we, 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 we try to be interactive. In fact, uh, also reflecting what Czech Radio does, because Czech Radio is a larger organization, is involved in campaigns and charity events that also reflected in our broadcasts. So, uh, for instance, one, one very interesting campaign uh, where they highlight the problems of seniors is um, a sort of a Christmas charity project in which radio personalities and volunteers visit old age homes and seniors who are lonely and they grant them a Christmas wish, whatever it is. So it's a big treat for, for, for these old people and a memorable event. And um, in a way, it, it's, it doesn't just basically target a diverse, a certain group of uh, the population of listeners, but it also sort of boosts intergenerational ties. It sort of brings these diverse groups together and, and fosters a greater understanding between them. Well, it sounds like Radio Prague is, is similar in many ways to Radio Canada International in that our mission is, is to talk about Canada and inform uh, Canadians, but especially people around the world, about uh, Canadian situations, how Canada is viewing the world, how Canada is reacting to world situations, and important things that are going on in Canada, whether that be uh, medical innovations or scientific discoveries or social situations, uh, protests uh, going on about certain things and so on. So that's the kind of thing that, that we cover. But there is, of course, uh, here a very important uh, move, and it has been going on for quite some time, to address diverse audiences. Uh, Canada, perhaps more so than other countries, uh, is extremely diverse. It's a nation of immigrants, I suppose you'd say, because we have such a high degree of uh, immigration into the country from all over the world. We have this uh, Toronto, uh, the, the biggest city and the biggest urban center, for example, is possibly the most diverse city in the world. Uh, certainly, if not the most, it certainly is one of the most in terms both of ethnicity and language and religion and so on. So it, we are dealing with a, a very diverse country and a very diverse society. And we try, of course, to reflect that in our broadcasts and the people we interview and so on. I'm just wondering, in a situation where you have perhaps not so much diversity in the country, uh, how do you treat this? Now, Radio Prague, Daniela, you said that you're working on that. What, what is, what is uh, Czech society like? How diverse is it, really? Well, it used to be a, a lot more diverse way back, because if you look at our history, I mean, originally, um, these lands were part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So then you had a huge amount of diversity, ethnic, uh, religious diversity, linguistic diversity, and, and so on and so on. And of course, after that, even during the years uh, of the First Republic, uh, it was still there. It was you know, very, very big mix, and 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 I think um, it was it was uh, the society was really multicultural, uh, but unfortunately, uh, communism changed all that because then for four decades there were borders were closed. You didn't really have any foreigners coming in, which was why after the fall of communism in '89, uh, people had a problem accepting foreigners. There was a certain fear of foreigners and what they would bring, and and you know, people who were different because before the foreigners who came here were mostly. Foreign foreigners from the former Soviet bloc and so on. So in a way, these past 30 years, we've been 
opening up to the world again and learning to accept a multicultural society and see the benefits of a multicultural society and develop it and, and, and nurture it. Uh, but on the other hand, sometimes it's a slow process. It's a step-by-step -step process because attitudes in society are so difficult to change. Basically, I mean, you can put out all these programs about it and so on and so on, but at the end of the day, it all goes back to our, when your opinions were formed. So it goes back to early years and it will, I think, not change before uh, the next change of generation, so to speak, because it all goes back to what children hear when they're three, four, five, when they actually go to school and when they have classmates from different countries, which didn't happen before and so on and so on. So, you know, it, it's a slow process. Well, unfortunately, we only have a couple of minutes left. So perhaps just each of you very, very briefly answer the same sort of question. And perhaps we'll go to Joe Fay in Swiss Info. Yeah, in Switzerland, we actually have a 25% of the population here is uh, foreign. Um, this doesn't necessarily mean that we have a lot of people moving to Switzerland um, within a short period of time. It may mean that people moved here as children uh, and grew up but never became Swiss. Um, so it's quite an interesting situation here, especially due to our geographical location. We're surrounded by other European countries and we're a signatory of the EU Free Movement of People Accord as well. So we have quite a lot of different European nationalities uh, in the country and coming in and out of the country as well. But I think um, the past couple of years, definitely, there's been very much a growing awareness of um, diversity and awareness of other cultures. We've had some incidents um, okay, on I'm television where... I'm going to have to stop you there because we're just about almost at a time and I just want to have a final word from Julian and Colleen. Julian, just very quickly. Yes, well, um, in... Um, uh, Relating to what um, uh, Daniela said, I think Poland is very, very um, similar um, to Czech Republic. We're very, um, we're a very um, homogenous culturally um, country, but we have a history just like Czechs, uh, which is um, um, a very, um, which is very diverse. And um, uh, well, I, I also think that. Um, Economically, I think Poland cannot um, afford not to be diverse. And while some people, um, you know, can afford to build walls or um, just quit the EU to preserve a certain vision of cultural and political independence, we really cannot in Poland. So okay. I think... Yeah. Go ahead, last, last word then. And I have um, to... Uh, sorry. Colleen, we'll go to you now then for the last word then. And I, I have to reflect what... Uh, Daniela and Julian said because the situation in Romania is I, I I was about to say exactly what they just said at the same time I think Romania has been spared for some reason has been spared the this wave of xenophobia and um, right-wing nationalism which probably should have been here but has not occurred so in the sense Romania again is apparently homogenous but once you scratch the surface you realize the pretty big diversity that is down there but communist education yes homogenized society on the surface but again once you scratch the surface it's a totally different story well, on that note, we'll end this uh, special broadcast for World Radio Day. And I'd like to thank all our participants we have from Radio Poland. Julian Horodiski from Swiss Info, Joe Fay from Radio Romania, Kalin Kotsoyu, 
and from Radio Prague, Daniel Lazarova, and I'm Mark Montgomery. Thank you very much for joining us on this special broadcast to celebrate World Radio Day. Bye-bye. <laughs>